0: Hello and welcome to Lore Watch, a roundtable freeform discussion about lore and the games of Blizzard Entertainment. I'm Ann Stigney, one of two lore-focused writers from Blizzard Watch, and I've got both of my wonderful co-hosts with me today. First up, he might not be a lore writer, but gosh, he knows a lot about lore. That'd be Joe Perez. Hey, Joe, how's it going?
1: It's going pretty well. How are you doing today?
0: I'm all right. I could be better, but that's okay. It's Daylight savings really messed me up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sle- no, that definitely froze...
1: Throws me for a loop.
0: Yeah, it, it does, like, every time, because it's, ge- it's getting dark so early that it just it throws off my whole day. It's really weird. Anyway, we've also got our other lore-focused writer here with us and co-host as well. He's back from BlizzCon and California in general. That'd be Matt Rossi. Hey, Rossi! How's it going? Today, Edmonton has been the coldest place on Earth. Wow. Well, you're, like, way up north, too. Yep. There not there we that, like... Beat art- I was going to say, up, we in our th- isn't there like an Arctic freeze or something that's going to be going on or something like that? The low today was like
2: negative 20 around 9 a.m. It's actually going up right now. I think it's about negative 14. This is Celsius in, in Fahrenheit temperatures. I can actually translate this for you thanks to push the button. Right now, it was negative four at the coldest, negative four Fahrenheit. And right now, it's nine degrees Fahrenheit.
0: oh. Uh. So, that's yeah,
2: that's how cold it is here super. I'm gonna go super, with uh, I'm
1: gonna go with the thanks I hate it,
0: yeah, that's, no,
2: I have not actually been outside today, nor do I hope to because uh, it's cold enough that I don't even want to walk my dog. I'm like, go ahead, poop on the rug I don't care. it's too cold for you to go outside oh, I don't care if we little. put you a little suit on you, you know when yeah. it's negative when it's negative four Fahrenheit outside, yeah. I'm used to negative temperatures here, I'm used to low negative temperatures here, but when it starts getting into low negative Fahrenheit temperatures, that's that's
0: when you stop because that's... tiny. She's just a little gal too. Even so. with, even
1: with our big dogs, we have we have puppy pads for emergencies for that reason. For either like ten feet of snow or if it's that cold, yeah,
2: yeah, that's that's we have them as well for that reason. But yeah, well, so that's that's been uh, last week. This day, last week I was flying back here and uh-huh. I was leaving a place that was eighty degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> and today I'm negative not you know negative 4 degrees fahrenheit to today so that's is,
0: it's been quite the week this is why i always liked going to blizzcon cuz it was my one last flash of warm before the winter hit cuz it was like go to anaheim soak up the sunshine enjoy the heat because i'm not going to feel anything close to it again for probably 4 to 5 months <laughs> Anyway, speaking of BlizzCon, um, so last week we talked a little bit about the uh, lore announcements and stuff that came out at BlizzCon Rossi. So we talked Shadowlands. um, We talked Overwatch 2 a little bit. We briefly touched on Diablo, but we didn't go too far into it because, honestly, we really wanted you here for this one. Um, Partially because you know everything Diablo. And partially because... We well, I mean, removed. you were in Diablo
1: 3. You were the barbarian, right?
0: No, he was in uh, Diablo Immortal as the barbarian, I believe. Um, but anyway, um, we, we wanted to hear your take on what's going on here because we were super impressed that you managed to call pretty much all of this um, a couple of weeks ago, which was fantastic. So... Um, I want you to talk about what's going down in Diablo 4 for people who have played Diablo 3 and got to the end. Where is the story going from here? Actually,
2: nah, let's not bother. I'm right. kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I uh, you
0: thought both, you both were like, I just wanted to, I I can't I see like... your faces, but I can see your face. <laughs> I had this expression no. of shock on my face, like, wait, what? No, we wanted to <laughs> no, hear I'm you kidding. talk. We saved this for you, Rossi. <laughs> <laughs>
2: First off, let me say um, I, I don't I, I did call it and I do have a little bit of the fist pump thing going. But at the same time, it wasn't that hard to call because they they basically kind of telegraphed it when they did that comic last year that they didn't end up not doing when they, yeah. they, they did the announcements for it. And they like, you know, have Lilith on, on the cover art for it. It's sort of like, OK, that's a big clue. Uh, I think a lot of people missed it somehow, and I'm not sure how. When Marv Wolfman gets hired to write a comic book, that's that's pretty big, guys. Marv Wolfman wrote Crisis and Infinite Earths. I, I mean, you know, it's it's this is a big deal. But so that that happened. What's what I find interesting is what we don't know yet. Uh, if you watch the cinematic, um, I believe Liz was asking at one point. She's like, "Who are the people in the cinematic?" And I'm like, "Nobody. They're a bunch of nobodies.
0: Bunch <laughs> of random people. It, yeah. A
2: bunch of a bunch of dungeon crawlers. Uh, and." The triune that they're talking about—the three—that's Diablo, Mephisto, and Baal. That's mm-hmm. interesting for a lot of reasons, which we'll we'll come back on, I promise. Um, obviously, Lilith is the the main figure that gets summoned. He, he, you see that in the cinematic; Lilith gets pulled through. What's interesting there is where where Lilith was. Lilith was banished
0: by Anarius, and he actually did it twice. Um, okay, I have time... a question because I was okay. watching all of that. Wasn't that, wasn't that the church that Tyriel plunged? Wasn't that the big hole in the ground in the? No, I don't
2: believe so. No, Um Cause it... I do not believe that that was that was Tristram Cathedral. I do not think so. Okay, for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is that you know we've been through Tristram Cathedral several times. Secondly, this game seems pretty heavily centered over on the other side of the continent.
0: Yeah. Well, that's Um, that's why I was kind of that's why I was kind of confused with it because, like I said, from from the cinematic, the first thing that they showed was that was that you know wreck of a cathedral, and I'm like, is is this Tristram? And then that showed the hole in the floor, and I'm like, is that where Tyriel fell through? Is is that where we're at here? But I didn't think so. Anyway, I don't believe that's
2: it. I believe it was just an old church that was built on top of.
0: Because God knows they have enough of those around. Yeah. sanctuary yeah. <laughs> Go for is it. it
1: possible it links back to the Sinwar and the church that uh her brother was in charge of
2: it is in fact possible in fact i think it's highly likely okay um, yeah
1: because that was the church the Sin- of the three wasn't it
2: yeah the church of the triune which triune, yeah. we know that we know the church of the triune actually links into the modern day because um both uh, uh, adria and magda were part of a sect that derived from the church of the triune yeah. Mm-hmm. The cult that Magda was was in charge of w- was a descendant of the Church of the Triune. And the Church of the Triune was basically set up by Diablo, Mephisto and Baal. And they they came up with different names for the three of them which I can't remember off the top of my head, I'm sorry. Uh I I would have to go look them up, but I think it's something like Har like Har Mephiston
0: and Diabo Diab- Diab- Diaboros or something. Yeah, and they were close they were close enough. It was to like be- it was like code names to. that weren't yeah, really, co- yeah. I'm air quoting code names because they were really obvious, but yeah. But the, the Church of Tyrion was basically Inarius's
2: great rival uh, during the time of the Sin War. Inarius, because remember, Inarius, th- there's a bit of a misnomer in all of this. They keep calling Lilith the creator, and while she was certainly instrumental in the creation of Sanctuary, technically speaking, Inarius created Sanctuary, because mm-hmm. Inarius was the one who attuned to the World Stone. And used the yeah. worldstone to make sanctuary in the first place, and in fact, that's the only reason that that Lilith ended up getting stopped in the first place, because he used the worldstone against her. I think that's if how you were going to call up... her
0: the creator of anything, you'd call her the creator of the Nephilim. But honestly, and she was through them, humanity. Half... Yeah, yeah, she was kind of half that. So the thing is, is that it's
2: it's it's accurate in a meta sense because everything that happened was along a plan that she had. When, when Inarius and Lilith met, uh, what happened was Inarius, there's some debate. Sometimes he's called an archangel. Sometimes he's just called an angel. He was, a, he was directly in service to Tyrael, and he was an advisor to the Injurious Council. But whether or not he was actually an archangel, it depends on the source material you're looking at. But So he wasn't actually the, on the council. He was not on the council, okay. uh, but he was very well known he was extremely well placed in in the heavens and he when he came up to the idea that you know the, the eternal conflict was wrong he didn't just think it was wrong because he was stuck in it he thought it was unjust and he tried to convince Tyrael that it was unjust he went to Tyrael and said this this endless conflict serves no one it's not just and Tyrael was like it's just to destroy evil so he didn't agree and he couldn't get he couldn't get Tyrael to agree so he was like okay he despaired of being able to convince any of the angels when he led a sortie out, he got captured by the, the hosts of hell. He woke up in chains, ranting about how sick he was of the eternal conflict, and it was Lilith who had him in chains. Uh, she would had him brought to her, and she let him go. And when that happened, because she was she listening looked,
0: to the ranting, and there's a thing about
2: the, you know when they first met, she had been tired of the war for quite some time. she thought it was stupid. She thought you know her father was an idiot who was never going to understand that they couldn't win. And why do it if you can't win? If there's no point to this, why are we doing it? And, you know, the, to them, you know, evil and suffering was its own reward. You know, he, he was hatred. Mephisto is hatred. He hated the angels and wanted to destroy them. It didn't matter to him that they couldn't be a victor. But to Lilith, victory was all important. There was no point in fighting if you couldn't win. And if you ever go and look at the things, like if you if you play through uh, Diablo 3 in particular, Reaper of Souls, if you look at the the book... The various books drop throughout yeah. the uh, the Pandemonium Fortress. One always comes to mind to me is when Lilith is writing. Lilith writes this. It's, Inarius and I stole the world stone, and now we have a group of renegades to follow us. I have created a new world where we can live in peace, a place of infinite possibilities. Inarius believes that escape is enough. In time, I will show him that even victory is possible. But first, I will give him children. And what's interesting about that is, first up, that means even though Inarius is the one who used the world stone, it was all a design that Lilith had from the beginning. And yeah. she wanted she wanted the world stone to create sanctuary, not as a hiding place like Inarius did, but as a place of infinite possibilities. Only in a place created by and supported by the world stone could the Nephilim happen. Because keep in mind, angels and demons have been running into each other for countless eons in their war, and there were never Nephilim before. And not to put, Too dark a point on it, but you're going to tell me demons didn't do horrible things to angels when they caught them from time to time?
1: I mean, we know they did. And there weren't
0: any children. There were no children. Any of
2: that. Nothing came before Sanctuary. Sanctuary, because it was created by the Worldstone, which is the Eye of Anu. The Eye of Anu is the last remaining piece of Anu from the from the conflict between Anu and Tathamet. It's the Tathamet's corpse created the demons. The spine, the crystal spine, created the angels, but the eye predates both. The eye is a piece of the primordial Anu. It's both. and Before as a result he of...
0: split himself.
2: Yes. And as a result of that, only in a place that was created through that thing's power could the Nephilim happen. Because the Nephilim are effectively the reunion of Anu. They have angel and demon in them. They have both. And as a result, they're perfect for her plan, whatever her plan is. And that's the thing. We don't know what she means by victory is possible. And we never have. We've never understood Lilith's like, does plan. Like, did she mean
0: she... to destroy, or does she mean to, like, foster the second coming of Anu? What yeah, is she we, doing? We have no idea what Lilith's plan actually is. And that leads into
2: the, the one question people keep asking over and over again and debating. Who is that who helps bring Lilith through?
0: A bunch of people were saying Rathma at the beginning of it, but then they retracted that and said, no, wait, there's not enough evidence to support that that's Rathma. And I don't think it is, because why would he free Lillith?
1: Yeah, there's there's, there's no, I don't think there would be, and I said this before. And I'll, For people wondering we'll who Rathma
0: on. is, he's a character from the Sin War novels, and you should absolutely read he's those one of the if f- you get a chance.
1: He's also one of the first Nephilim.
0: Yes. He is the first Nephilim. Yeah. He's Lilith's son.
2: He is Lilith and Inarius's son. And here's the thing. It absolutely could be Rathma if and only if he believed that it was the best thing for the balance to bring Lilith be, back. Yeah. Yeah. That is the only reason because Rathma turned on both his parents. He he was like, No, I both of you are wrong. Both you know the sanctuary itself is my world. I was born here. I am of here. This place and I share a balance. And keep in mind, Rathma, a.k.a. Linarian, and he's named Linarian because he's literally he, the composite of his two parents. So he starts Le for Lilith, Inari for Inarius, and then Ian, that's the, the junction of the two. When he was created, when he was born, he went into the deep places of the earth and he communed with it. He communed with sanctuary itself. Not the Worldstone, not his parents, not the heavens or the hells. He communed with sanctuary, and through that he he touched on to Tragul, the the dragon of the balance and, and the thing, became, we don't know nothing about Tri- Trigold. We don't know well, what it is or thing, how it exists.
0: The thing is, is that Rathma wasn't exactly wrong there either because Inarius and Lilith represent two sides of a coin and Rathma is the coin. Sanctuary is the coin.
2: Mm-hmm. And sanctuary is effectively, if you're looking for his sibling, his first sibling is sanctuary. Yeah. The world is his sibling. So, would he bring Lilith back? Not unless he believed it was in the nature, it was in the best interest of the balance. But if he believed that, he could do anything. Because Rathma has no scruples. Mm-hmm. No, Rathma has no. There's nothing Rathma won't do. If you if you go and read the Sin War, you can see what he does there. The thing is, is that he's very much. I don't want to say servant of because he doesn't serve Tragul, but he studied at Tragul's feet, and he's to the point where the priests of Rathma see Rathma as a dragon
1: not as yeah. a person. He's kind
2: of like the speaker of the world. Yeah.
1: That was what scales of the serpent.
2: Mhm. Yeah. There's a whole so it could be Rathma. It, it is possible that it's Rathma. For now, I don't think it is until we get more that tells us what what the motivation of this of this thing is. Boy, I tell until you what we... though,
0: that cinematic was good. Oh, yeah.
2: But one of the things that I am thinking about, there's there's somebody else who's a good candidate for who might be that doing this oh yeah and it's someone i don't think people are thinking about too much because they kind of forgotten what happened to him when the sin war ended and lilith had been banished by inarius remember that by inarius Mm -hmm. using the world stone the angels and the demons came together and had their little conclave about what was going to happen to sanctuary the angels voted on destroying it uh destruction ended up not passing because of, of Tyriel. So they weren't going to destroy the world no matter what uh, Imperius thought. So that was there. But then they had the problem of what to do with the demons. The demons had their own plans for sanctuary and the angels had no interest in letting them have them. And basically it came down to the angels made it clear that there would be they would they would bring the war there before they let the demons have sanctuary and the souls in it. The demons were like all right that doesn't really suit our purposes either. But I want my daughter back, comes from Mephisto. And the angels are like, we have no power to give her to you. You know, she was banished using the world stone. The world stone is tied to this world. We can't give it to you without destroying this world. We just said we're not going to destroy this world. So if you try and take it, we're going to be fighting again. And keep in mind, the entire time the world stone had been stolen, the eternal conflict had kind of gone to a cold war. Mm -hmm. It had been a hot war for eons, but it had gone to a cold war, and that suited both sides. So the demons were like, okay. They didn't have anything to fight over. Yeah, with the world stone locked in the world and with them not able to access it, why fight? So the demons were like, Okay, they were already coming up with a new plan that that will come in that'll come into being later. But Mephisto was like, Okay then, I want an Arius. And that was the price that the angels paid. That was mm-hmm. the thing they gave up to seal the pact. And that's the thing, remember when Tyrael starts the uh the Haradrim? That's in defiance of this pact. Because he knew he could smell that the demons were already plotting something. He was like, yeah, I don't trust these guys. So he let them take Inarius, but he started the haradrum to watch them. And they took Inarius to hell. And Mephisto has been torturing him right up until the Dark Exile. When now Mephisto was off on Sanctuary as part of the Dark Exile. And that's the last we hear about what happened to Inarius. We don't know what happened to him. We don't we know that the demons can twist an angel into a monstrosity that is very much like a demon because we know what happened to Isual. That's exactly what happened to Isuwal, who is one of Tyrael's servants. What do you think they did to Tyrael's best friend? I mean, that they had for much longer.
1: They also show in that cinematic and and this is a scene that we we keyed off of and that it's very quick, uh but they do show what looks like an apt description of in the books what happened to uh Anarius in hell, like it's the wrapped in chains, the wings ripped off, the the flesh being pierced, that whole thing. So it's possible, but it's also, I mean,
2: well, plus there's also if you, you'll notice that if you if you looked at the Diablo three packet, people got when they did the special order, the art book. Mm-hmm. One of the th- pieces of art is a tr- is a kind of triptych that has Anarius and Lilith giving birth to the Nephilim, and obviously Anarius is in in full angelic raiment there, but. That piece of art, he's right next to her in it. He's right there. It doesn't ignore him or his role. He's right there in the art. So I am not saying that that was Inarius either. I'm saying that he is a candidate.
1: What if it's, and this is something I've been kicking around. One of the things we know that happened at the end of Diablo 3 was when the Soul Stone was shattered, all of the prime evils are back. And we know that that's confirmation. We've seen that through the gameplay and some of the panels and things like that. What if that dude was Mephiston getting his daughter back?
2: See, so, you know, I've thought about that, but I don't know that he wants to do that. And he looked more like Baal for that matter. He did. Do you remember Baal with his skull? Yeah. He was in the mortal body, Tarasha. So, but the, I've thought about whether or not it's Mephisto. And, he, and there is a certain amount. If, here's it the thing. Were,
0: if it were Baal, why would he be getting Lilith? What does he want yes, from Mephisto? That, that makes no sense. It's true.
2: And if it was Mephisto, it would make sense. But here's the thing. As much as he evokes he the Triune, And they are, all three of them are invoked. It was Inarius who sealed her. Right. Using the World Stone.
1: But the World Stone's gone now.
2: But Inarius had its power for thousands of years. He was in in touch with it. He's the one that sealed it. He makes the most sense for the one who unlocked it. Now, I'm not saying it's him. There are still other possibilities. And the one you're coming up with with Mephisto, that's a good possibility. The thing is, is that why are the Triune involved at all? Why she is wasn't she locked
0: she wasn't, up? Why, why are they summoning her there? Yeah. Well, more importantly, too, she was in
2: open rebellion against them. Like, she, her entire plan is to win the eternal conflict. And they are part of it. They were going to get won over. They are the people who she's going to get victory over. She, she says as much. One of the things she says, my father is content to fight the same battles and the same foes while everything you know turns to ashes though his victories might last a day or a year or a hundred years the war will never be won so long as he and his brothers lead there is an end to it but fools like my father are too blind to see it yeah Louis i mean, that's... has no loyalty to the triune the the prime three the great evils she has no loyalty to them
0: so they must have gotten wherever she was banished to wherever she was locked up they must have gotten access to it maybe
1: or gotten it out of Anarius because there, he knows that's where the she thing. Is.
2: Yeah, they they had Anarius this whole time. They were torturing him. It's just it's interesting that this place. No, I mean exist. the
0: triune. Maybe the triune figured out where she yep. had been banished away to, and they got access to her. Maybe, but again, you come back to the same thing. Why? Yeah, and that's
1: the only.
2: I'm not the, I'm the not only seeing... other person. <laughs> oh, go ahead.
1: Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the only other person that I even thought of, but like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Would have been Lucian, but you know her brother but he was winked out of existence by Yudisium.
2: Yeah, and then the world stone was destroyed. Yeah. There's there's the, the the interesting thing is there's some there's several pieces to this puzzle we don't quite know yet. We don't know why the angels decided to, to banf out and lock the door. I mean, we know that a, a lot of bad stuff happened to the heavens, but we don't know why they just locked they just said we're out and closed the door and they're not talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. We don't know what happened to the Nephilim from Diablo 3. Yeah. We have no idea what that person is doing. We don't. There's no canonical who the Nephilim even was. Um, and that's something that keeps coming into my head. Because of, of all the current living people on Sanctuary, the Nephilim is a possible candidate here. They've dealt with the forces of heaven and hell. They would view Lilith as their mother, as much as anybody's their mother, because Lilith created their species. And they, and they have they,
0: enough power oh. now.
1: Well, and, they also it, spent a lot of time in Diablo 3, especially after the expansion and the inclusion of the uh, necromancer, learning about the balance and preservation.
2: And they witnessed the, both the demons and the angels treating humans like disposable nothing.
1: Yeah, like, just look at Westmarch. Look what happened there.
2: Yeah. And the world of, of Diablo 4 is in terrible shape because of both the angels and the demons. There's no disputing this. the outside forces that Lilith wanted to to win against are her are there, are the enemies of mankind. they've destroyed the world they've killed countless thousands they've destabilized nations. The Church of Soccer Room went from a world spanning power to barely able to hold on to a few cities you know people of course people are going to turn to the Church of the Triune, oh yeah, and there's a lot going on here that we only just barely see but um, those are characters i think we should be watching out for we should be watching out for the canonical nephilim whoever it is we should be watching out for anarius we should be watching out for for rathma absolutely and the other ancients might be playing a role in this because the druids are back yeah who do the druids serve Fiacla giar brother of bulkathos with you know barbarian and druid are two playable groups in this expansion that means we have to wonder if bulkathos and Fiacla giar are getting involved and if so, why are they getting involved? Are they getting involved because Rathma's off the rails? Has their older their older quote unquote brother decide, thrown himself in with their mother and they're like, oh no, that's gonna that's not good. We don't know. We don't know what's going on yet. Now but... you
0: played the demo, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did it say at any point in the demo, are you one of the Nephilim, like the Nephilim that handled say. everything? Or no? It doesn't say it doesn't say. Doesn't
2: say. Ooh. doesn't say anything about that, I mean, you've got power, I mean, you're doing all sorts of cool you know moves if you're the obviously, druid, you're but like it's,
0: it's, it's more like me asking, were you the nephilim from no Tree? You, you're absolutely not as okay. far as I can tell
2: okay are, for one thing you, you can be like you know. Very different than the two possible options for every class. Remember, and every class had two be, possible options.
0: Yeah, and also you can be a druid, and druids were not a thing in, so, in Diablo three. So,
2: and for that matter, the sorceress is not the same as the wizard. No, mm-hmm. the sorceress that you play in the in the Diablo uh, four beta, that's that harkens much, 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 much more like Diablo two. In fact, they all feel more like Diablo two than Diablo three in that way. And that's interesting to me because it does imply that. If they're, you know, with the world stone gone, the Nephilim are possible again, but it doesn't seem like they're happening with great frequency. And And that could be for a lot of reasons.
1: But I was going to say, it would also make sense that the Nephilim from Diablo 2 are making a comeback, especially with the way things were kind of set up in in 3.
2: Well, keep in mind, there were no Nephilim in Diablo 2.
1: Fair. The heroes. If you're playing
2: the characters from Diablo 2, if it doesn't feel like you are any of those characters, like it doesn't feel like this is the same. Are you maybe a descendant?
1: But what I'm that's That's what i was getting
2: the The year the year amount of years is at least 50 between diablo 2 and diablo 4 because it's like 30 years after diablo 4 i mean
1: so So. what i was getting at with that is i think that these are disciples of whatever was set up because especially with the druid cinematic with what they show he's putting somebody to rest he's at a grave site that's his teacher and if i remember my diablo 2 lore at all it was always student teacher passing on one to one to one to one so it seems like a continuation of that line there, at least to me, in what they've presented so far. Don't know if that's the case, but it would also I don't stand the reason works, that...
2: that doesn't work for everybody. It might work for the druid. That's... It doesn't work for the barbarian.
1: Sure, the, well, those are clan stuff, and they've established that there's like a clan heritage there, right? Like we've seen that in Diablo Three.
2: One of the things I actually really liked about this, if you looked, if you looked at the uh, playable characters and the possible lore implication, is that they've bumped up the diversity of the barbarians. Like there are oh, yeah. barbarians of pretty much every racial group. So it feels like the barbarians went out into the world and just started making new lives and new families. But again, this is all stuff that has not actually been established yet. What we do know sure. is things are getting bad. Yeah. There are there are things that have been forgotten or almost forgotten for centuries that are coming back, like the drowned. Um, the world is in terrible shape. There are giant monsters wandering it. Kingdoms that once held half the continent don't even have the ability to hold much more than a couple cities anymore. And that's the case pretty much everywhere. Like the, the, the area of the map that's that's being dealt with in this game is about half the continent of Sanctuary. And it's all in chaos. From Skazglen straight down to Kajistan, the whole place is a mess. And that could be a reason why Rathma would, would bring Lilith back. If you looked at the world and said, I, "This place, there's, there, you can't have balance if everything's in chaos all the time, Mother might be cruel and insane, but she'll impose order, and that, that will help us balance it. I could see him bringing her back for that reason. That doesn't mean it is the reason. It just means it is a possibility. So you can't count Rathma out. But it could also be somebody we've never heard of or seen before.
0: There's also the possibility you know? that Rathma has witnessed what the world was like without inarius and lilith in the picture
2: yeah and for that matter the fact that inarius is in that art piece that Mm -hmm. from the art of diablo book means that he might be coming back too just because we don't see him in the cinematic doesn't mean he isn't lilith
0: might be the first step and inarius might be the second because the thing is is like i said we've witnessed what the world is like without them and it is chaos and it has fallen apart and all of this terrible stuff has happened. Maybe Rathma saw all of that and said, you know what? Maybe we do need the two sides of the coin to keep that coin balanced. And and yeah, I think maybe. it's
1: and I think it's interesting going back to the classes a little bit too, the sorceress, the druid, and the barbarian, because these are three classes that are in, and we can throw the necromancer in there. They're three classes, three schools of thought that are very tied to the natural elements of sanctuary. Yeah. Like, if you look at the clan of Zanesu, uh, which is where the sorceresses are said to have come from from Diablo II, they're all about elemental magic. And you look at the druids, they're all about the natural order of, you know, sort of that preserving life. Then you have the necromancers preserving the balance, and they're all tied to sanctuary very, very intrinsically.
2: And the barbarians are the descendants of the people who are supposed to keep the world stone safe.
1: Yep. Yeah. And we already know that the, the barbarians are tied to the earth, like their powers and stuff as well. Right.
2: And it's interesting to think about that because the world stone was destroyed. Um, Essentially they have to move from the protectors to the Avengers.
1: Yep. They have to
2: avenge sanctuary because they can't protect it. I,
0: I have a question for you, Rossi, given all of this, what we've just discussed as far as like the three races that have been introduced are all very connected to sanctuary in an intrinsic kind of way. If that's the case and that's the direction that they're going, then what would the other two logical classes be? I would be really surprised if the Necromancer doesn't come back.
2: Yeah. Um. I don't necessarily, I wouldn't mind if they didn't come back, but
0: I would be very much surprised. It and... feels like they should be there, but what's that other one? I, I have a... Because now a I'm fun- saying, now I'm thinking Demon Hunter might not actually be the fit that we thought it would be. See, so the thing is, is the demon hunter works
2: if you're thinking about trying to keep the demons from destroying the world, which True. is certainly
0: a balanced thing.
2: But just because demon hunters hunt demons doesn't mean they can't also hunt angels. Yeah. Then they don't really have to hunt the angels because the angels have hidden themselves. I don't know. Demon hunter is one that I keep thinking back on. But one possibility that keeps occurring to me is that it doesn't have to all be classes we've seen before. Just because we've gotten three that we've seen before doesn't mean they'll all be ones we've seen before. Um and for that matter, I mean, one of the things that comes to mind when I keep looking at this is the, the paladin slash crusader. Yeah. yeah. You know, you could get one or both of those. You could have the two of them in one class.
1: I was going to, I was going to bring that up. Like the having the church of Zacharum come back in a big way would, would yeah. make sense here. That's if
2: another like, connection. For, one of the things that you, you get in, I think the book of Tyrion is Deckard Kane musing that the church of Zacharum comes out of a misunderstanding that, when and I can't remember his name. Uh, I'm sorry for that. Uh, but when the first person who founded Zakarum saw the the figure in the light, he wasn't seeing an angel, and he wasn't seeing what he thought he was seeing. He was seeing Odyssean sacrifice because Odyssean sacrificed not just his life, but his nature, everything that he was, everything that he was, to the point where no one remembers him. Yeah. Uh, he went and actually reattuned the World Stone because the thing Lilith did that made the civil war possible was she was banished by the Worldstone's power. But over the course mm-hmm. of centuries, she managed to return and she managed because of her intimate, intimate knowledge of the world stone. She managed to twist it so that the Nephilim could be born again. Mm-hmm. And that's how Odyssean was, became a Nephilim. He was, he was able to tap the power because Lilith set it up. And Lilith is right there when Odysseus first starts using the yep. power. She's a uh, disguised, but she's right there with him, nurturing him, urging him on, telling him to do things. <sighs> and it's actually Rathma who helps stop it by teaching Odyssean's uh, brother Mendel, and that's why Mendel is the one who actually founded
0: the priests of Rathma. Mm-hmm. And See, and one... we keep going back to Rathma, which is why yeah. I'm like, was that was that too much of a jump, or is that? I don't know if the developers said, nope, that's not Rathma, or they've if said, they they've said
2: nothing they have okay. not spoken on or it. if but, somebody
0: said you know what that's too much of a jump to make here we can't assume that because there's not enough evidence there to support it
2: that's that's where we are right now is people are like people jump the gun on that but yeah. getting back to, to the whole thing with zacharum if the if it was the old sacrifice of this that they saw then that means the priesthood of zacharum is ultimately praying to anu mm-hmm. and i'm going to go back to something i, I wrote a what is Tragul post a long time ago because here's the thing What is this freaking dragon that just shows up and tells people, I'm the dragon of balance? What is that creature? Where does it come from? Why is it a dragon? It's real. It, It taught both Rathma and Mendelm. It created the priests of Rathma, essentially, by teaching the secrets of balance to these people. What is it? Why is there a dragon teaching necromancy to people to retain the balance of sanctuary? Where does it come from? Why doesn't it seem to fight in the war? at all or have anything to do with it and then i'm going to think about this why is it that when anu pulled all of the evil and foulness and corruption out of itself to purify itself why did it create a dragon because tathamet was a dragon it wasn't a dragon
1: didn't they used to refer like i remember an old 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 blizzcon i think it was like had to be almost 10 years ago now like 2010 2011 that like one of the Diablo like lore things, they talked about Tragul being Tathamut's brother, and that makes... I, I don't know where that came from. I
2: don't know. I've never... That's not something I've ever seen. But it is kind of along the lines of where I'm going with this. Because here's the thing. What happens to perfection when it dies? Good question. Anu split itself off into two beings, both of which then died. Mm-hmm. But they created the cosmos in dying and then there's this thing this dragon of balance that's just there what is it where does it come from
1: do you think it's like baby anu
2: i think it no i think it's baby
1: baby composite or whatever
2: no i think it's dead anu i think when anu died its death meant something it's it learned oh this is what the you know before i was all things so i was nothing i was you know perfection therefore i contained everything therefore there was no way to determine what i was I was all possibilities, therefore I was no possibilities. Because without distinction, you can't have possibilities. Right. It's a very right. Gnostic idea, and when you come down to it, I think Tragul is what you get when you go through that. When you finally realize, okay, I do need both sides. I need to. I need all the things that made up Tathmet, and I need all the things that made up Anu. I need to be both. Yeah, because it has the knowledge
1: it needed. Now, it had...
2: sanctuary was created by the Eye of Anu. It was created by the World Stone. It is. The only real place. Yeah.
1: Pandemonium it is all
2: things. Yeah. Pandemonium isn't real. It isn't a place. It's constantly shifting. It has no form or function. It The war just never ends there. And the things that fight that war are the, the maggots that come out of the corpse of Tathamet and the, the screams that are born out of the, the crystal spine. The angels are effectively the divine harmony. The music that makes them all up is the death scream of Anu. They are a funeral dirge. That's why they're no more capable of ending the war than the demons are.
0: Which is kind of creepy when you think about it. But I mean, when you think about this,
2: then you think about Lilith. Lilith may be the only one who saw this. Yeah. Who saw that there's a way to win. The only winning move is not to play. And she thought Inarius saw it too. And maybe he did, but he's a creature of order. She's a creature of chaos. And the thing is, is I honestly believe they've never, ever said she was using him. She may have been manipulative, but they never ever said she they say up and over and over again that they fell in love.
1: Yeah, they make that a point.
2: Now, it doesn't mean they're still in love. Love ends. People break up. But it's interesting to think about this concept that, you know, she was being as straight with him as she knew how. And he was doing what he could the best he could. And they just didn't work because they were, they were at the end, an angel and a demon. And oh. only through Rathma, only through Linarian could you get anything close to balance. And then the Worldstone's gone. The Worldstone's gone. What does that mean? What does it mean for Tragul? Is Tragul still there? What if Tragul was just the Worldstone? Because remember, That's, he didn't contact Tragul. That, that, that was Tra-Gul. my other
0: question, was do you think that Tragul is something that we're going to encounter in the course of Diablo four? Because that's an important plot point that it is.
2: I have no idea if we're going to run into him. Um, that's one of the things I've been thinking about a lot though, is like you have sanctuary, the world. It's the thing he, he went to commune with and he comes upon Tragul and Tragul comes up again in the sin war when he takes Mendel as a student mm-hmm. and they found the priests of Rathma and they're always, the balance is always there If the world stone was Tragul, the world stone would be like the only remnant of Anu. And if it manifests as Tragul, the dragon of the balance, when it was destroyed, that power was freed back to go back into the sanctuary, back into the world to create Nephilim again, because that's what Nephilim were. They were the infinite possibilities of sanctuary. So there's a lot here we don't know yet, but I do think there's stuff that needs to be answered for us to, to really know what's exactly going on. Um, that could be Mendelm. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Yep. He was the brother of Odyssean, so he's, a, neph- he's a, neph- a Nephilim. He was the founder of the priests of Rothma. It could yeah, be him it doing it. It
0: doesn't necessarily need to be Rothma.
2: Yeah, we don't know. It could, or it could be, you know, I do think that we should not count Lucian out just yet because no. the Church of the Triune was his deal.
1: Yeah, and even with him going away with the shattering of the Worldstone, we don't know what happened with that. We also don't know what happened, like, if there was any points of reset, right?
2: Yeah, we we don't, we have no idea. Because a lot of that stuff, and the other thing is, when the breaking of the Worldstone, we know that the Primes, the, the Greater and Lesser Evils are loose. But we don't know if they're all back.
1: No. Fully formed, yeah. Yeah,
2: they yeah, could we just know be that, floating we, off in wherever. We know that one of them is going to be in this game. Uh Duriel, I believe. Yes. Yeah, and that certainly implies that the others will be back as well. At least some of them. The triune. The fact that they're they, that they're.
0: I don't think they're going to bring all of them back. I think that they're going to bring them back like a few at a time because that will allow them to keep making. You know, come out with Diablo yeah. Five, come out with Diablo Six, whatever. Or you know, for that matter, an expansion. Much like yeah. they use Ball as the main boss.
2: We you know we there's a there's a ton we don't know, but I do know this much. Um, I feel like. With Lilith established as a major force in this expansion, what we're seeing is only going to be part of the whole. Because Lilith had this whole plan for the Nephilim that was so important to her, she destroyed all the other renegades, not just renegade angels, no, renegade demons. Yeah, mm-hmm. she wiped them all out, and she did that without the World Stone. So the only re- you know, Anarius managed to stop her using the World Stone. If he
0: hadn't had it, we don't know that she could he could have stopped her. I don't think he could have. Lilith is a phenomenally powerful character, and I mean, we've never really encountered her in present day, so people don't quite get it. But I would put her, if we wanted to put it kind of like in World of Warcraft terms, I would put her above as Shara, in the rank of powerful people. It, it's very hard
2: to like come up with exactly yeah how powerful she is, or but the thing is, is that ultimately we're only seeing the very, very, very tiniest beginnings we know that she's back we know that it's somehow related to the triune in some way Um, it's possible quite frankly that the, the, the use of the triune ritual is because she's expected to help them rather than the other way around
0: yeah i was kind of wondering about that too because um, keep in mind they, they might not even be in,
2: in a position to do anything wow we've been talking about this all, all, game, I, I, all I know
0: but we're okay we're talking about this because like i said we didn't talk about it last week and and we barely we it's rare that we talk about diablo lore on lore watch but it's one of those things where it is a very lore heavy game and i do uh-huh. really enjoy the discussion surrounding it um particularly because the lore for it is so deep. There are a lot of books out there folks, and again, if you haven't read the Sin War Trilogy, I would recommend if you want to know more about what's going on in Diablo 4, the Sin War Trilogy is a really good place to start um, It's written by Richard Knack, so if you're familiar with his World of Warcraft works, or even his uh, Dragon Realm or Dragonlance? Is it Dragonlance Dragon or Dragon Lance. Dragon Lance? Dragonlance. His Dragonlance novels it's, it's along those lines It's very well written. I like it a lot um, I like honestly I like his Diablo books a lot more than I like his WoW books there are a few WoW books that stick out in my head that I really enjoy but he has a really good grasp of Diablo He does Grimdark well. Yeah, he does Grimdark very, very well. So it's like a really good series to pick up if you're looking for some kind of backstory or something to kind of latch on to so that you understand things going into Diablo 4 a little more. Rossi, what I wanted to ask you, though, because we are kind of we're running low on time, low ish on time here, but not necessarily completely out. Um, You played through, obviously, the Diablo 4 demo and you played through it multiple times over. Was there mm-hmm. lore involved? Was there story involved with what you played through and what was in there? Uh, the first thing is you find your character
2: literally in a crypt. That's where you start. Okay. And you you, you find a lantern that has been buried with someone. And, and the does, this, has the... does
0: this matter what class you play or is it every class?
2: No. I, all three okay it's exactly the same. all right go ahead uh this is you're level 20 folks, when you start so i'm assuming yeah, stuff has happened
0: folks this may be kind of like into spoiler territory so if you're if you're wanting to avoid diablo Four spoilers maybe go ahead and cut out here and we'll see you next week but um if you're interested i'm really interested in what exactly was there in that demo because there's going to be story involved so go ahead rossi
2: you you go through and you 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 get this lantern that the the headman and the hetman of this local village. And it's not a guy; it's a woman. She's the chief. Uh, she just sends you to get you get it and you escape after fighting your way through a bunch of you know The Walking Dead. You fight your way to an exit. You go through a passage where you look down at your own reflection and you know a horrible skull face comes up out of the reflection and you know you're like ah, and then everything collapses, and you get out of you you literally force your way out of the ground to get up. Um, you push your way out of being buried alive and you head back in the town with the lantern and the, the chief is like my son is still having those horrible dreams and you go in and the, the kid is screaming I have to go I have to go and you're like you know keep your kid here I'll go I'll take the lantern and I'll go and I'll figure out what's going on and you go. And you're, you're wandering your way through the land to go to the, the, this another buried place. Because, you know, of course, it's another buried place. It's never going to be out in the day. Uh, and you, you, you find this ghost that's escorting alongside his father. And they're going into this crypt that you're going into. Uh, and you go in. And as you follow through, you, you find out that in the past, there was this horrible witch in this place. And the kid's like, you're going to slay the witch? And he goes, I'm going to do what has to be done and you get to a certain point and he's like father you sure you have enough to do this and he goes yes my son i'm i'm afraid that i have exactly enough to do this and he kicks his son off the ledge and into the uh cavern and screams out you know i have made the pact i've sealed the bargain fish for my people for all of my life and you, you realize that the the creatures in this cavern want they want a sacrifice that's why they, they're trying to pull the kid to them through horrible dreams. They want a sacrifice because in the past, this pact was made in this village. They that's want another the kid. Yeah. So you go down and you kill this monster, of course, and you go back to town and you're like, "You, I did it, The which was there. I killed it. Uh, and as soon as you say that, the kid screams and dies. And that's the end of the quest. Ooh. Yeah. So does that directly tie into anything? I have no idea. It's just one quest chain that you manage to do in the 10 minutes that you're given. They, some people they got to did, play this game a lot more. Uh, yeah. people, some people streamed it for a few hours, and I'm sure they got further. But with the 10 minutes that I had, that's what I got to do.
0: They, uh, they did say that it wasn't going to be the same kind of on-the-rails narrative as Diablo 3 was. That, there was going that to be seems pretty well-supported. Yeah. Of one, one of my playthroughs, I didn't bother to go to the town. Uh, you, I you just went even, elsewhere?
2: I just explored around uh, and you, there's quite a bit to explore around. I ended up finding like several events I could do. Uh, they seem to be randomly spaced around the area, mm-hmm. uh, and the area map seems to change a bit, like from time to time. Like I, I didn't feel like it was exactly the same map. It, it had the same, go north and you'll hit the town, and you can just turn in the lantern thing. But if you don't want to do that, you seem to be able to explore around. What I noticed um, from the storytelling of of the uh, demo, what I what I really noticed when I was playing through it is that there is certainly a sense of even in victory, you can be defeated. Like like I said, you, you kill the witch and get back to town and that kid still dies. It's almost like you, what you did didn't really matter. And that's a sense of futility that I haven't had in the Diablo game since Diablo, like the original Diablo. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I, I want it in huge amounts. I like actually getting to do things, uh, but it was an interesting and dark perspective that i had not seen in a diablo game in quite some time diablo 2 didn't have this for all that it was pretty dark but Mm -hmm. still the diablo 2 darkness is happening to the hero of diablo the original diablo it's not happening to your character yeah this was the first time in a long time that i've done a quest and come back and it was like yeah good job he dies anyway and that was interesting whether or not like there's definitely a sense of that what's going on is the world itself is sick and that's like if you guys you joe mentioned this the cinematic where the guy's talking to the grave and you know he's he's saying you know i smell it the demons are returning there's a sense that the entire world is sick and it's interesting to think about the return of lilith might be the cause or it might be the symptom or it might even be an attempt at a cure
1: yeah i was gonna say it could be part of an inoculation attempt
2: there's a lot going on here that that's
0: well it was like i was saying earlier you know maybe rathma or the priests of rathma or tragul or somebody said the world is ill and maybe the reason the world is ill is because mother and father aren't here it's out of balance yeah
1: yeah i I don't know i've been forming some questions in my head about some things coming up and wanted to get rossi's take on them i don't know if we have time
0: yeah we do go ahead
1: so the idea of balance and it being like what you said about tragul if it's what happens when the two sides of anu die and then form back together and say wow we we sort of messed up here uh i messed up now i'm okay i understand what needs to be done balance is what needs to be maintained do we think that there might be an end game in which they try to collapse demons into angels to form the either the world stone again or back to that sense of balance, since they are technically part of anu
2: i don't know um i that certainly is something i've thought about since. Uh, the end of Reaper of Souls there's because there's a lot of that
1: in Reaper of Souls.
2: Mephisto basically breaks the the world the the Black Soul Stone. Which you keep in mind, all the Soul Stones are pieces of the World Stone. Mm-hmm. They went and took pieces of the World Stone and made the Soul Stones out of them. Yeah, and that's also a big part of Diablo Diablo Immortal is that when the World Stone just got destroyed, the fragments of it went everywhere. And there's even a reference to that in Diablo 3, well before Diablo Immortal was was announced about the bloodstones, that they might be pieces of the world stone. So I don't know if it's as simple as just trying to collapse demons and angels together again, because in a way you don't need to because you have humans. Right. And humans are that. But what you, you know, look at what, what what Malfiel tried to do is simply kill all humans, but he wanted to wipe the Nephilim out, but, If you were to, say, try to use all humans as a power source, and that's what the original Dark Exile was all about, that's what the the demons wanted to do. That's what Diablo, Baal, and Mephisto wanted to do. They got themselves banished from hell so that they could get around the pact with heaven and operate unopposed on sanctuary so that they could turn humanity into a power source. And that's the thing Maltheo reacted to. Maltheo was like, okay, maybe they're they're gone now, but as long as humanity exists, they're a threat. And Malthiel wanted to basically make sure. For all that he talked about winning the war once and for all, as long as the Black Soulstone existed, he knew he couldn't win it. Yeah, they'd just be trapped. They're not dead. So there's there's a lot to think about in terms of what exactly is the end game here. Do you want? I don't think you can recreate the Worldstone, and I don't know. Is anybody? That's a th- thing to think about with Tragul and with the balance. Is that the goal to recreate
1: Anu? or is the goal to stabilize sanctuary
2: maybe yeah. but how do you how do you stabilize sanctuary well and that's, Aldis, and that's... And here's the thing when odysseon was the nephilim mm-hmm. back in the sin war yeah. what did odysseon do to, to stabilize everything he reset the world stone right with the world stone being gone how do you fix that
1: that's void and, and that's and kind of what i was getting at like is there a way to do that I don't can know.
0: another world stone be created but how you know well freaking eye of anu for, it...
2: for that matter i mean you know the the nephilim from the third game for all we know that's what they're doing and they might actually just have gone to the Worldstone chamber and plugged themselves in because they'd be the closest thing they're, yeah, that's they're true. A, a functioning piece of both we, we there's a lot we still need to see and a lot we're guessing at that is certainly something though someone could be trying something because lilith understood this better than anybody lilith was the one who knew that the children could happen she was the one that—that that was her idea. This, mm-hmm. why was that her idea? She's the daughter of hatred. Why did she think? Why was she the one to fall in love? Is it because love and hate are basically, you know, related emotions? I mean, different are they the sides of the stuff? same
0: coin. And then we go back to balance again. It's like passion, you know. um and So why did? Okay, go. go. I'm I'm going to interrupt you because I want to make it a point to answer at least one email on this episode. Um, and I'm gonna try and do that with future episodes as well. Um, even if we don't get to like the entire list of emails, I wanna at least pick out one that's kind of relevant. This one's eh, half relevant because it was sent to us before BlizzCon, but I, I like the idea behind it anyway. Um this is from Durin Court, who we've answered questions from Durin Court before. He's Paladin of the Silver Hand, US, who says I've been playing through Diablo three this week on a Crusader and it- as always, I can't help but wonder where Sanctuary would fit into World of Warcraft lore if Blizzard decided to merge them in canon. I like the idea that the Anil and Homeworld is the version of Sanctuary where Asmodan successfully became the Prime Evil. So, with that in mind, if Blizzard tasked you with fitting Sanctuary into World of Warcraft lore, what would you do with it? Thanks a lot, during Court. Um, Joe, I'm gonna let you answer first.
1: Heck, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know where I would fit it in. I don't know. Like,
0: to me, it feels like I already see correlations there. And I mean, it could be because the, the, you know, the world of Diablo and the lore behind Diablo and the lore behind World of Warcraft, they both come from the same guy. They were both, you know, jumped out of Chris Metzen's head. So maybe there were correlations there that he wasn't quite thinking of when he wrote it, but they just kind of popped up because you've got the idea of. Um, here are the Titans. Here are the Void Lords. Here's a world where both have come together in a way, Azeroth, and here are the creatures that are on Azeroth that are, you know, yeah, getting no. more and more powerful as time goes on because they've got this Curse of Flesh thing going on. So they're not just, you know, forged now. They are something other And they're trying to, like, protect the world, save the world, balance the world, what have you, whatever you want to call it. It's It feels like, to me, conceptually speaking, there are already similarities. I don't know. What do you think, Rossi? Oh, well, first, I'm going to say up front, Chris Metzen would be the first to tell you he didn't come up with Diablo. Oh, he Mm -hmm. didn't come up with it entirely?
2: No. No. He didn't come up with it at all. The first two games are absolutely not. They were Blizzard North. Um, Yeah, that was Bill Roper in them. Yeah, okay, those, I thought, firm, he, had, I
0: thought he, had, he had fleshed out Diablo lore, much like he fleshed out Warcraft lore, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And, I'm sorry Diablo if I'm totally wrong. No, no, no. Diablo and Diablo 2 were very much
2: not Chris Metzen. Okay. Uh, Diablo 3 was somewhat Chris Metzen, okay. but the real, the real person behind it, there's actually a few people. One of them is Leonard Boyarsky. Okay, and if you know who that is, you know that because he is—he was one of the original people on the Fallout games. Yeah, and he came to Blizzard and he fleshed out Diablo three, and then he went to Obsidian where he just got done making the Outer Worlds. Okay, uh,
0: so, so pardon but, but me, there's... and I apologize for the mistake. And if Metzen is listening is... to this, sorry, dude. I just think you're really talented, and sorry to oh. the other guys. <laughs> I, I, you
2: can see certain amount of influence from Chris Metzen in that chris metzen is is very much somebody who is pretty under, who understands a lot about mysticism and you can see it in his gnosticism gets into this stuff you can see that in diablo that's absolutely
1: there. i mean a lot my of other people my, sorry my understanding after like when I, and I mentioned this last time years ago when i interviewed bill roper they all played they, they, they all played like D and crap together so like oh yeah so they all had influence on each other's storytelling
2: but um in terms of one of the things that you could think of, if you wanted to make it fit, if you're trying to make Sanctuary fit into World of Warcraft rather than melding the two, if you're trying to make the one fit into the other, uh, you basically just have Anarius be a Titan, you have Lilith be a member of the Legion, and the two of them got together and created a world. And that's what Sanctuary is. And you could make it... And t-
0: is the world soul? Yeah.
2: It's just that there's ways that is the around planet. it. That That's the things you can do. Tragul would um, be
0: the world soul and Rathma would be the Magni to Tragul, kind of. Effectively. And he would
2: also be like an actual, like, to be a Titanforged created to be part Fel. Yeah. Like, you know, to, to actually have the Fel energy inside of him. There, there's ways to do it. Um, I've actually always wanted to do something else, though. Yeah. And Just like me to take a question and then not answer it. Uh, <laughs> But I've always wanted to, to see, like... A portal open and you can go from Azeroth to Sanctuary and they remain distinct and different until like you've got the various Diablo classes and the various WoW classes and they don't mix exactly. You just, they, you know, the magic that works in Sanctuary doesn't necessarily work in Azeroth and vice versa. So when your wizard goes to San- to Azeroth, they have to kind of figure out how magic works there and so forth. And I've always thought that would be kind of cool um, to actually have a and even like maybe it even goes like when you go to sanctuary, suddenly it's a third-person isometric perspective for your character, rather than just over the shoulder. Oh! Um, and you, why do I only have four abilities? <laughs> you know? What happened here? <laughs> yeah. And, and I always thought that would be kind of cool, just as a as a change of pace. And I, I, I mean, think you, of the you Storm could look at. You...
0: I was gonna say you could look at Heroes in the Storm. It's kind of yeah.
2: Here's the Storm is kind of like that, that neat melding pot where all these different places can be their own thing and still coexist. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where I will, I'll, I'll stop there so you can talk.
0: Okay, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here, though, because we're kind of out of time. Um, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Um, Final thoughts, you guys. I'm just going to frame one question here, and I'm going to let you guys answer it. Do you think we're going to be working with Lilith? Or is she the big bad of Diablo 4? Rossi?
2: I think that both can be true. Because it's Lilith. And she's quite capable of getting us to do her dirty work. And then later on we'll be like, oh, we definitely shouldn't have done that. Because if there's one thing Blizzard games have taught me, it's that we do dumb things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Have to, we have to clean it after ourselves. But Lilith is too self-serving of character to be the good guy like the best you'd get out of her is that she'd be the like the lesser of two evil safe situation i think
0: she wouldn't be the good guy she'd be the not quite bad bad guy well i don't want
2: you know diablo certainly isn't somebody i want to work with whereas lilith at least she made humanity so there's a little something in there that you know wants us to be around more M- than mommy.
1: diablo's case M- mommy might not kill us. Diablo definitely will.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? Same question.
1: Uh I'm sort of in the, the, the Rossi boat on this one. I don't know because she can definitely be both. Um, I mean, if I had to to pick one now, I'd say she's going to be both throughout the course of the campaign. Um, like, there's gonna be a lot of storytelling here. There's gonna be a lot of things that happen. I would not be surprised if she starts as the big bad, but then we wind up working alongside her because it's the best option. Uh especially because they show us doing things like going after some of the other evils, like the Lord of maggots. Um, I, I, that seems like that would align with her more than it would be against her.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if we'll be set up to be, because The cinematic, beautiful as it was, didn't really paint that picture either way, which is one of those things that I really appreciate about Diablo, is that there's not necessarily a force of good or a force of evil. Even the forces of good, even the angels, they've got things going for them that don't necessarily jive with humanity, um, like the part where they don't really want us around and they think we're kind of lesser than and gross. Um, Looking at you, Imperius. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I think that's going to go ahead and wrap us up. Um, Sorry, guys, this was totally a Diablo episode, but hey, we don't have those very often, so I was really excited and really happy that we got to get one of those. Uh, Rossi, thanks for chiming in with all of this Diablo lore. Joe, thanks for being here. You guys, thank you for listening, and we will see you again next week.